I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 33 of Sales Team Rescue. This is the first episode of what I'm going to consider season two. So I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and I want to thank you, all of you that tuned in, checked out uh, the Facebook Live version of Sales Team Rescue for season one. Um, Those of you that checked out uh, the podcast as well, thank you so much. Um, I greatly appreciate it, and I want to continue driving value to you. Uh, my goal with this show, if you didn't get to see uh, you know, the initial episodes of season one, my goal with the show is simply this. If you're watching this, there's a good chance you're an entrepreneur, um, some kind of business owner, or someone who wants to do better in a sales role. If that's not you, you're still welcome to watch, but the content's probably not going to be quite as tailored for you. Um, but what we want to do is I want to bring this information to you in a way that you can apply it um, directly to your success. Okay, information that will allow you to increase your sales, shorten your sales cycles um, for people that are in those sales roles themselves, for people that are sales leaders. How do you get the most out of your team? How do you create the largest possible impact? Okay, this is what Sales Team Rescue is about. I titled it Sales Team Rescue, uh, partially because I was inspired by um, shows you might see on TV that end in the name Rescue, like Bar Rescue. John Tafford is a, it's an awesome show. Um, but I don't want to have to show up at your door to deliver value to your business. I don't want to come in when the ship is already sinking. Okay, so Sales Team Rescue is not about you being at a place where you're in a, you're, you're, you're terrified, you're scared, things are not going well, you don't know what to do. I mean, if that's, the case, for goodness sakes, message me, call me something, okay? Let me help. But you don't need to be in that level of dire straits to use what we're talking about here. Okay, our goal, my goal with the show is to give you content on an ongoing basis that you can apply to your sales teams, apply to your sales process, and apply to your sales leadership. Okay, my true goal over the next 12 months is I want to show you how you can significantly increase your sales, maybe even double your sales, maybe even triple your sales, right? It all depends on what you're selling, how you're selling it, things like that. There's a lot of factors, but I would love to be able to end this year knowing that I helped hundreds of businesses increase their sales. That's my goal for the year. So with that being said, I want to dive in. Uh, Actually, no, before I dive in, (laughs) this is the beauty of live. Before I dive in, One thing that I want to change about the format for season two, and if you didn't see season one, that's fine. You didn't hear season one, that's fine. Um, But for season two, I want to be very intentional about the structure that we use. And I want to have every single week be about a specific theme, a specific topic, um, so that you know in advance when to tune in, things you want to have addressed, and also so you can give feedback. I want to know two things from you. Okay, so if you're watching this live, watching the replay of the video, um, or even you're seeing this on the podcast uh, episode page on on Sales Team Rescue, okay? I want you to comment somewhere or message me directly and tell me two things. 
I want you to one, tell me what you want to see as far as the topic goes. What are those big problems you're having? Um, and if you want, I can share your name when I bring up the episode and say this episode was inspired by so-and-so who runs a business. In fact, let's do that. That was just a decision on the fly. If you give me an idea for an episode, if you say, look, I would love to hear more about this and I would love to have a shout out on the show, do that. Okay. I, I will do that for you. So send me a message, send me an email, um, reach out to me somehow, Facebook, whatever I, you can find me anywhere. Search my name, Jeremy DeMerchant. And um, if you give me an idea that I use for a show, I will give you a shout out. Um, also, if you know a guest for a topic, if you know someone that's amazing at what they do and they can impact either sales process, sales strategy, or, or you know, sales reps, like actually going out and do making the sales or sales leadership. Okay. If they can have an impact for our audience on one of those three areas, I want to know. Okay, and if you'd make an introduction, I'll give you a shout out for the introduction too. I want this to be the source of the information that you want to hear. And I want to have the best of the best. I have my own strengths. I have a super, you know, my superpowers, which are in problem solving, sales conversations, um, and the emotional intelligence around how to build a sales team and how to get the best results for people. That's where my magic is. But I don't need to be the only one in the world that does it, right? And there's other pieces that can be very beneficial to teams that are not my areas of of expertise. So I want to learn more from the masters. Okay. I already have somebody in mind that I want to bring on um, who is doing lead generation on LinkedIn um, purposefully, intentionally, and this is strat- they can share strategies that can be beneficial to you. Um, people that are really good at closing high ticket sales, people that are really good at closing low ticket sales, um, people that like working um, in a higher volume, lower commission type of scenario because they can make more money because there's systems in place, right? So all over the place. Also, and especially uh, for the sales leadership, which is such a vital part of what we do um, and vital part of what you do, is that we want to have challenges around that addressed. How do you deal with uh, sales reps or sales teams that aren't performing? How do you deal with um, challenges, conflict, conflict resolution. We want to dive into all this stuff. Okay. I don't want to get too much on the HR side, but the reality is you need to have win-win situations in all parts of your business. If you want your sales to succeed. So that's what we're here to do. Okay. So that's enough preamble. Let's dive into today's topic because this is the first episode of season two and, uh, we'll keep the episode numbers the same. Uh, so episode 33 and, Today, I want to talk about three steps. And this is this is from lessons that I learned last year. Well, actually, multiple years. But three steps to rock the new year. Okay, so it's a new season for the show. Um, I'm recording this uh, a week in. What are we date wise? We're a week and a day into the new year, the new the new decade, 2020. Right? Um, I'm not supposed to say this on these recordings because they're supposed to be evergreen. But it is January 8th when I record this. So, um. We're a weekend. There's a good chance. There's a couple of things that you had totally committed yourself to that you dropped the ball on. That's cool. We tend to, um, we tend to be really fired up and in, in, in a state of action and momentum when there's external sources that drive us to do that. Like New Year's resolutions, right? We get fired up. You know, I'm going to go to the gym every day, and then you don't. And as soon as you miss. Uh, you go, oh no, I've ruined it. And you're going to spend, you know, if you're, you're three days in, you don't make it. Are you really going to spend the next 362 days 
whining and feeling guilty because you dropped the ball? No. Well, you might, but you should stop. I want to talk about what we can do now and every single day to make this year your best year. Okay. Everybody's talking about the best year. Everyone's talking about 2020, crystal clear vision, um, all the jokes, and that's fine. I'm going to try to avoid them as much as I can, although I do love my bad puns and amazing dad jokes. Uh, but today I want to talk about those three things, three things that are going to help you rock 2020. And if you stick to it and you, you can be forgiving, this isn't uh, you know, as soon as you slip up, you're done. Like, no, no, this is, th- these are things that I've learned that if you can keep coming back to and stay as consistent as you can, they'll absolutely make a difference for you. Okay. Three things. Number one, and this is something I got from Grant Cardone, write down your goals twice a day. Okay. Once in the morning, once at night. Um, this will be a shameless plug. Maybe if I have the book here, this is, this is where poor planning kicks in. Oh, I was going to show you my 10 X plan. Oh, I do have it right here under my other book. All right, guys. So, um, I love Grant Cardone. He's awesome. Uh, previous years, previous. I, and for those of you listening, I just held up my 10 X planner. Uh, and previous shows, I've actually mentioned things that I don't like about Grant Cardone. Uh, it's because I didn't understand him. So there's a little lesson. Uh, we tend to jump in and judge other people. Um, turns out I was just jealous. He's got his stuff figured out. And uh, he's everywhere. And so I wanted what he wanted. And so it was easier because I'm human. It was easier to go... I don't like his attitude. I don't like what he says. I don't like his idea of who's got my money. Um, the reality is his phrase, who's got my money simply refers to understanding your target market. So in fact, I've got a band some here wristband. that says who's got my money now. Like I'm in, I get it. I follow. And the reality is he's where I want to be. So I'm going to go. So this is probably the number one tip I've gotten from him. Um, he and I have a lot of the same, Uh, thoughts and processes around sales, which are great. Um, But he's really good at maximum production. And one of the biggest things that he does and he teaches, and again, sells a planner for is writing your goals down two times a day. And not only do you write them down two times a day, but if you get a no in a sale, something doesn't go well, something, you know, a deal falls apart, whatever. When you get that, uh Oh, and the doubt starts to sink in, go write down your goals again. And his theory is this. It's most people write down their goals once a year. It's about this time of year, right? New Year's. But if you're writing your goal down twice a day, you're writing it down over 700 times. Who is more likely to get their goals? The person who writes them down once a year or the person that writes them down 700 times a year? Okay, so that's something that I have been practicing. I'm doing my best to be consistent. Again, not perfect. I'm human. Uh, But like we got, this my light's too bright. You can't see the page. Anyway, um, beautiful planner. You can get it um, if you want. Actually, I can put a link in the episode. I do shamefully have affiliate links to everything under the sun. Not shamefully, shamelessly. I'm not shamed. (laughs) Um, I'm happy to get a thank you for promoting things that I already love. So Number one is write your goals down twice a day and any time that things go sideways on you, okay? You're going to end up writing them down well over a thousand times in the year if you stay consistent at it. And if you get off track, just go grab grab another book and do it again, okay? Just get back on track. This isn't, um, and this is where a lot of people fall short and it has to do with 
even when you're doing sales, we no sales leader expects you to be 1000% perfect all the time. Okay. And we get off track and the, the people that struggle are the ones that aren't willing to ask for help, aren't willing to say, I messed up. I'm human. I'm sorry. Can you help me get back on track? Ask for help. Okay. It gets, it makes everything happen faster, especially the turnarounds. Okay. So be human. This should be a point on the list. <laughs> be be human. I hate the word realistic because a lot of the times the word realistic is used in a way to rationalize not thinking big. So I don't want to say realistic. Okay. I hate realistic. However, if you are honest and authentic about who you are and what's going on, and don't be afraid of stuff that happened yesterday or this morning or 10 minutes ago, and just be like, hey, this happened. And I want to own it, and then I want to move past it, or I want to turn it around, or whatever the case may be. The only way to do that is to be really clear on what that stuff is, okay? Um, You've probably heard the saying that in a car, there's a reason why the windshield is, you know, as big as it is, and the rearview mirror is only a fraction of the size, right? It's because you're you're meant to spend most of your time looking forward and only glancing back on occasion. Okay. Don't glance back. Be okay with where you're at today. It doesn't matter how you got there. Unless there's some lessons to learn, you glance back at that rear view mirror, but don't live in that rear view. Be okay with where you're at right now and move forward and ask for help. Ask for support. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed to say, I messed up. Um, I think I shared this in an episode previously, but I once did a sales call and the woman that I was speaking with uh, I was actually doing sales for a client and the woman that I was speaking with said, I don't want the sales training part of the program. I'm not interested in that. And I felt my whole body go like, Oh, like what's going on? How on earth could you not want to be better at sales? And I realized I was experiencing a bias. Okay. I love sales. I think sales makes the world go round. And in that moment, I struggled to imagine that anybody else didn't feel that way. But I was able to go, oof, okay, if I stay at this point, if I stay grounded in the idea that sales is the only thing that makes the world turn and all my beliefs, and I don't make room for her and what her beliefs were, not only am I not going to get the sale, I'm actually going to negatively impact her opinion and experience with the company. So I said, you know what? I think there's someone else on the team you need to talk to. because transparently, I don't feel like I can serve you at the highest level because I'm experiencing a bias right now. Imagine on a sales call saying, I, I'm, I'm not doing a good job. And I know why. And I can't get past the sales thing. And I want you to be served at the highest possible level. I said, so if you're okay with it, I'd like to get somebody else to call you. And she said, wow, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate it. And yes, I'd love somebody to call me. Then I had to go back to the person I was closing for and said, Hey, um, so I got on this call. Woman could be a great prospect, but I hit this roadblock. And when I explained everything, she's like, you know what? Thank you. I'll give her a call. And I don't know for sure if she closed the sale, but she probably did. Um, and potentially change somebody's life or business, right? So own it and be okay with it. Whatever happened to get you to where you're at doesn't matter. As long as you don't keep repeating mistakes over and over again. Okay, so that was a wake-up moment for me. Um, it was a moment of being humbled, a moment of reflection, 
Um, but then great. I, you know, I took the time I needed to glance back in that rear view mirror and then I moved on. Great. What's the next sales call I got to do? Who's the next prospect I need to work with? What's the next opportunity I can create? What's the marketing have to be? Right. So these are key pieces and I'm a little off track, but the reason this is so vital is because I want to make sure that every single person watching this or listening to this understands that if you are in a sales organization that has a chance, you can go talk to people about mistakes you're making. You can go talk to your management, your leadership. And if you can't, well, hopefully they change the management soon. But if you can't, if you can't go and own it without getting yelled at, if you can't go and say, oh, I did this, I messed up. I'm sorry, how can we fix it? Message me. We'll figure it out. We'll either help you navigate through it or we'll get you a different gig, something, right? Uh, but let me know because that's not a good environment to be in. It's not going to be successful long-term. You need to have an environment of trust, okay? Um, the Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni is one of my most favorite team development management books. Um, check it out. I will also put the link below for that. And uh, like go through it. It's one of the few books that I've read multiple times to the physical copy. It normally doesn't happen. But such a great book. So Team Dynamics, all about building trust as the foundation. And it's phenomenal. So that's a component for teams. Uh, now, we've only touched on one of my three topics. So topic number two for rocking the new year. Start your mornings with intention. Okay, so every day when you wake up, you have total control of what happens. Now, you might have a schedule, might have appointments, right? You get meetings, whatever. You might have to go into work, right? I get it. But you have total control over two things. How you create space first thing in the morning for yourself, and then how you react to everything else and handle it all throughout the day. And so people that go to work and hate their work, hate their day, uh, can't wait for Friday, um, you know, Monday is the most stressful day of the week or Sunday night's the most stressful time of the week. There's an issue. Okay. And although there's many, many external factors, most of them you can't control. If you take a look and focus on what you can control, then you're going to see a shift. I promise you this. Like, I, message me if you don't. I promise you. If you consistently get up a little earlier, let's say, okay, let's say you need more time. You need some time to wake up and just think about the day right? Some people will meditate, some people will pray, whatever. Something that gives you space. Um, often for me, it was, uh, and I say was because I'm shifting my routine to try to optimize it now, but for the longest time, I've been going to the gym first thing in the morning, like 5.36 a.m. I'm getting there and I'm working out really hard and it's great, but I find that my brain is on and it doesn't need to be and so I struggle between overthinking the workout when I think that if I focus that brain time on the creativity side of what I need to do in business, I'll get further. So I'm testing that out now. Um, so if you are intentional about how your day starts, if you got kids, get up earlier, get up before the kids or make time after the kids are with whoever they're going to be taken care of by if you have to go. Okay. But find some space for you to figure it out. Do it every day. That's the time when you can write down those goals. Um, if it's like for me right now to give you an idea, like I'll wake up um, and I'm doing intermittent fasting right now. And part of it is to um, 
help my body and, uh, you know, reduce calories, all this stuff. But one thing that I've been doing is get up and have a glass of apple cider vinegar and water. And it just, it just becomes this comfortable routine. I feel like I'm doing something good for my body. Um, and it can be consistent. And so if you have that foundational piece of your day, it doesn't have to be that, you know, you can drink whatever you want or not drink whatever you want, but have a routine for yourself that isn't includes some me time. Okay. For yourself, what works for you? Don't roll out of bed into a meeting because it gets stressful. Um, I, my last year, most of it was spent jumping on a call five minutes before I was supposed to be there. Sometimes two minutes, sometimes 30 seconds after I was supposed to be there is when I'd show up on a video call. That's not cool. It's stressful. Um, it does not give you the best results. It does not give you the ability to be as prepared. And therefore, you can't deliver the level of value you need to to the other people in the room or on the call. So give yourself space and be intentional about it. Okay, that's that's number two. I want you to be intentional about the space that you hold for yourself. And I don't want to sound too woo-woo here, but I tell you, the longer I'm in this business, the more I realize how important energy is and how important focus is. And if you can make that time for yourself. Um, before when I was you know, working out really hard first thing in the morning, my ideas would come to me in the shower and that's cool. But I want more than that time frame for those ideas, for my brain to just be free to do it. So I'm trying to balance that out and maximize the creativity. Um, so that's number two. Okay, start your mornings off with intention. Okay. Um, and number three, actually, I've had more time, I threw a bonus one here, but I'm going to, I'm not. So number three, my recommendation, although not for everybody, right? I'm not a doctor, but really great coffee. Okay. Normally when I'm doing these with a guest, I realize I take about 12 sips of coffee during an episode. Um, I love coffee. I've got a hashtag. This Jeremy loves coffee. If you want to follow it on Instagram, uh, coffee is part of my routine. It's part of my comfort. It's one of the more healthier, uh, things that you can do in life. And coffee's for closers, right? This is more of a fun point. I mean, don't, don't switch from drinking tea to drinking coffee just because I said so. That's not what I'm trying to say, but coffee's awesome. I love coffee. Find something you love in life. Find something enjoyable, um, that, that you can tie in throughout your life and make it part of your routine. Something that's, that's you. It can be coffee. I mean, try to make it semi-healthy. Don't start chewing on, you know, chocolates you know, every hour on the hour uh, and say it's part of who you are. It's not the case, but find something fun to tie in. Find something fun that you can use as a game with yourself. I used to put myself in a position where um, I wasn't allowed to go get my coffee until I made at least five calls. I'll tell you, I had to get those calls on fast because no coffee, no worky. Okay. But when you play those games with yourself, it's something fun. Like I'm not going to die if I don't have coffee. I might have a headache if I go a couple days without it, but it's just, it's a fun thing, right? So think about what your coffee is. And this is why I ask guests this um, on every interview is I want to know what their coffee or comparable drink of choice is. Some people just say water. That's cool. And I think it's neat because I feel like you can tell tell something about somebody uh, by what they drink. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, but it's just fun, right? Coffee just became a fun thing in my world. Um, I've recently switched to drinking it black. Uh, recently as in, I guess, six months ago now. So 
my coffee is always just black brewed dripped coffee. Um, and I like it. It just feels cleaner, I guess. And it lets me to be a bit of a co- uh, allows me to be a bit of a coffee snob. <laughs> so coffee's for closers. Um, if you don't know the quote, you got to go Google it and watch a certain movie. Um, but guys, those are the three steps. One, write down your goals twice a day and any time that things go sideways. I, I promise you, if you do that, like I started doing this um, in November. And as I, and I, and I noticed a few things about myself, I started writing down a goal that I didn't feel comfortable writing down. And at first I thought it was too big and I, I I couldn't get myself to write it. And I, I can't even explain it, but there's some major resistance. And now the goal that I am writing is actually twice of what that initial goal was. So it wasn't that I was scared. It was that I didn't have a clear path. So I had to figure some stuff out and I'm doubling my goal. Um, and let's go for 2020. But if you start writing this down twice per day, you're going to stay focused. You're going to stay in awareness. Um, and I, this is really like ultimately the most important one, in, in my opinion. It allows you to stay focused on what you want, right? So whether you believe in the universe and God and the law of attraction and whatever, whatever you believe in, it's all good. Um, and scientifically, we have something in our brains called our reticular activating system, which means when something becomes more in our awareness, we begin to see it more. It's like if you go and you're about to go buy a car, you're like, oh, this is a beautiful car. Uh, let's say it's a Honda Accord. Okay. And man, this beautiful Honda Accord, and it's, there's something special about it. Maybe it's the color or something. And you don't see anything like it. You're like, yeah, I want that one. And as soon as you pull it off a lot, Suddenly you see it everywhere and suddenly it's like, everybody's got one. And these people didn't go and get one like within 10 seconds of you getting one, right? They weren't in your awareness until after you bought it. Now you're seeing it everywhere. Um, I used to have a blue Nissan Maxima and I love that thing. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then they started popping up. So uh, you can do that with your goals with what you want to achieve. And if you do that, then you're just going to start noticing ways and what you'll experience. And this is going to sound crazy, but what you'll experience is things will just start to happen. Okay. Luck. They, they say luck. I don't know who said this, but luck is when opportunity or when preparation meets opportunity. And I think that that absolutely is the case, but the more you get even more lucky, the more times you allow connections or opportunities to happen. Okay. I think it's somebody else's quote actually. So what can you do to put yourself in places where you're more likely to make the connections or the collisions to get connected to people that can help you get your goals or systems or process, whatever it is, right? Maybe you'll just walk into a place uh, and you know that you want to get, I'm going to use some things that are on my list, Maserati. Hold on. Where's it? The second Wait for it. Maserati. Yep. Toy car. Got it for Christmas. It's amazing. One of my favorite gifts. Not going to lie. Okay. Maserati. Because I want to have one of these bad boys. And maybe your goal is to have a Maserati. And you write that down. Now, your goal isn't to say you bought a Maserati. It's to say you want one. And maybe you walk in and there's a Maserati dealership looking for an awesome salesperson, which you are, and they offer you a demo car. I don't know if that's how it works in Maserati dealerships, but man, that would be awesome. 
And at one point I even thought about seeing how I could work a deal. I'll do services. They give me a car. Um, I didn't pursue it. So I don't know what would work out or not, but these are the things that can happen, right? Things that just show up. So if you're not attached to how they happen, but you understand what the outcome is that you want, some magic will happen, but write them down. You got to keep focused on them. You got to keep thinking about them. Once in the morning, when you get up to start your day focused, once before you go to bed, so you can let your subconscious do its thing and focus on them. Okay. Super, super important. Um, and then two, start the morning off with a routine of some sort and give yourself space. Okay. Give yourself space to get rolling. Have that cup of coffee, have the, the shake or the bottle of water, whatever it is. Do your exercises, do your meditations, do your prayers, do whatever you want to do that you want to get out of the way and be what grounds you for the day, because that's going to impact how you react to everything else. Um, often, you know, I'll, I'll get anxious or stressed or something and I realize I haven't had enough water. But if I have built into my morning routine that I drink you know, half a liter of water, a liter of water or two liters of water, whatever, um, it gives me a much better start. So think about that, create that space for the routine and keep in mind that that's one of the things that you can control that and how you react to things throughout the day. So give that, let, let that be the foundation for how you start your day. Um, and then three, always have a good cup of coffee because coffee is for closers. So that is our ever so deep <laughs> episode 33 first episode of season two of sales team rescue um guys again i am your host jeremy demerchant thank you so much for sticking around and you can go to see replays of this episode previous episodes and a link to make sure you get notified for future episodes and if you want to book a sales team blueprinting session where I will guide you step-by-step step through an analysis of your existing sales team or existing sales process and identify where we can fill the gaps and move the needle for you. You can book that as well at salesteamrescue.com. Okay, guys, happy 2020. Go out there, kick button, take names, and we will see you next week, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, right here in Sales Team Rescue. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.